Hey, it's Damon. I just wanted to take a moment to say thanks and express my heartfelt appreciation to some new contributors to the Who Am I Really podcast on Patreon. If you don't know, Patreon.com is a place where content creators, that's me, can accept support from the community we serve, that's you. You probably know creating the Who Am I Really podcast takes some time and work, like recording, editing, and so much more. So I'm always appreciative when someone steps up to support the show because your contributions help to keep the show going. If you'd like to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash WAIReally. This week, I'd like to thank Dirk, Carissa, Jonathan, and Yvonne for their support. Now, here's this week's adoptee story. How did that land when you heard that she was an addict? It made sense. Intellectually, it made sense. But still was something I had to get used to. Because you know when you're an adopted, you have these kind of ideas of your natural family was like, you know, okay, they had hardships. Which was true, she did have hardships. But finding out that she, she did have addiction problem made a lot of sense in my own life. Who am I? 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 This is Who Am I Really? A podcast about adoptees that have located and connected with their biological family members. I'm Damon Davis, and today you're going to hear from Brandy, who called me from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. She's an inquisitive person adopted into a family with a history of scholars, which is rare for a black family in the South. DNA led Brandy to a cousin who was determined to help her figure out their biological connection and which of two men were her birth father. Coincidentally, Brandy studied the music of a uniquely East Coast Southern diaspora of African people, only to learn she was studying the music of her own roots. This is Brandy's journey. When I started chatting with Brandy, she opened with, I am ready because my story is a little weird and I'm a little weird, so. So by her own account, Brandy's an interesting character. She was born in Columbia, South Carolina, but she grew up in East Sumter. Brandy was adopted into a family of educators, which she later found out her biological mother wanted for her daughter. So interesting, because when I was going to school later on, they were like, are you first generation? I was like, no. My adoptive family, my grandmother had been to college. And I'm African-American, black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm black, I'm black, 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 black. So <laughs> black, and, um, but it was uncommon for the area. And um, my grandmother was born in like the 20s, but she went to school, she went to college, and she had children, and her children were in education, and here I came years later into her family, and yeah, I was adopted and wanted to be educated, and I took that very far. So let me me pause you for a quick second before you tell me about your education. What I think I hear you saying is... You were adopted into a black family of educators, which was not common 
in the South, in South Carolina. So when you went to college, folks were not really expecting you to have been part of a multi-generational family of people with education. They thought maybe you were a first-generation college attendee. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes, but (laughs) they didn't expect that when I was in graduate and postgraduate school. Brandy's mom couldn't have children, so a short while after her parents put their feelers out about adopting a child, Brandy was born and was offered to the couple. She was unexpectedly available for adoption as she was born one month early. Her non-identifying information said her birth mother was eight months pregnant instead of nine. She learned later in reunion from her brother that her maternal siblings were all born early, to use his words. Brandy also learned that her brother is her cousin. We're getting ahead of ourselves in her story. She grew up in a middle-class black family with several different kinds of siblings. I have two steps and a half. Um, so my parents got divorced when I was four, and my dad got remarried, and um, my stepmother already had children. She had two children already, and then together they had another child, was, which is my half. So I said two steps and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's complex. Wow. Yeah, oh, let me tell you, we have diagrams. It's diagrams of my family. Mm-hmm. Diagram. Did that sort of amalgamation of multiple families and different children from different places, did it, did that help you to get acclimated in your own family, do you think? Like, because everybody was from a different place, then nobody was different kind of thing? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I actually am a person that I'm very comfortable with everyone. And a lot of my friends, like, they freak out. They say, like, how can you deal with this? And I'm like, everyone has a place. And everyone is in that place. But they love me. And I think if, if they didn't love me, it, wouldn't, it would be a bigger deal. But everyone loves me. So my adoptive family, my mother and her family, and then my father and his family, he got married. And my stepmother already had children, and they had children. And so it's just layers of love. I asked Brandy about her desire to search for her biological family. When she wrote to me, her story read like she didn't really want to search. But when we talked, she said that wasn't so. She said being in reunion has altered her sense of identity and that she did want to search. I did. And when I write it, it feels as if I didn't, but I really did. Because the more I've, like, I've been accustomed to my biological family, the more that I'm finding who I am. Because, you know, there's this whole idea of nature versus nurture that I've, I've grown up with in education and, like, science and everything. That is not the case. That's pretty much got thrown out the window. Because I'm, I'm very much attached to my adoptive family, but I'm not like them. Right. And I've always been curious. And I found out that it's actually curiosities from my biological father's family. They're very curious people, and I'm very curious. And I wasn't fi- trying to replace or um, trying to find a home because I've always wouldn't felt very strongly 
in my adoptive family, I've always felt very much at home. That's excellent. But I've always been curious, and I feel as if that desire to know more is not only a familial kind of trait, but a part of me intrinsically. Brandy searched for her biological family quite a bit, trying to figure out who she is, but she also didn't want to hurt anyone along the way. Brandy was curious about her origins, and so was her adoptive mother. Brandy told me she didn't have a hole she needed to fill, but she had a feeling that she was different. Around the time between undergraduate and graduate school, Brandy's curiosities bubbled up even more. She was a music major at University of South Carolina, the original USC, she said. In 2004, she wrote to the state of South Carolina to get her non-identifying information. She went through as much as she could find, which was nearly nothing. Brandy got her PhD in historical musicology in Pittsburgh, returned to South Carolina, all the while figuring she wanted to learn more about her roots. Brandy took a 23andMe DNA test, and she got a hit. It was a cousin. 23andMe, it told me it was a cousin, a first cousin, and he, he called me before I like figured out what was going on. He called me. <laughs> and it was it was a thing um because that side of the family was very inquisitive about what was going on mm-hmm. with their DNA and it turns out that I was a cousin to them and it was very interesting so you've made a connection on 23 and me and yes. before you even realize there's a connection to explore, your cousin has reached out to you. So tell me about that. How yes. was it? It was emails it, back and forth. It was New Year's Day that year. It was 2017, and he was like, "How are we connected? Oh, this is great. Um, sunshine and bunny rabbits kind of thing." And I was like, "Oh, I'm adopted, so I don't really know how we're connected. I'm very excited to be very close to you." He called me on the phone, and he was very excited, and he told his brothers and sisters about me, and like, oh, we have a first cousin, and, you know, distant cousins are one thing, but a first cousin, you should know. Right. If you have first cousins, these are your aunts and uncles' children. And so they were like, oh, how's this happening? And they are very excited. I was very excited to be incorporating their family, They're not really understanding what was going on but I was like yeah I'm, I'm down with this because they're accepting me and then <laughs> turns out one of their siblings the person who reached out to me his younger brother was like oh she's my daughter and it, it did line up the time lined up but things around it didn't like what how do you mean so he would say okay I was in the place where you were born, around the time you were born, but things in my um, non-identified information didn't line up to that. My non-identified information said, oh, my biological mother said she talked to my biological father about possibly existing. And then this person was like, okay, so I didn't know anything about you. So your understanding was that your biological mother informed your biological father that you were going to yeah. be born, but this person whom you've connected with who has said, that's my daughter, said he didn't yeah. know you existed, which would seem yeah. weird. 
That's yes. it. Okay, got you. All right. Yes. And he did a paternity test. He was not my father. Oh, wow. How was that? How did was that feel for you? Disappointing, but not at the same time. I knew he wasn't my father because I'm very academic in my approach to everything. And I had done enough research to know that he may not be my biological father. And I was like, well, his brother has enough DNA in common with me to be my half-uncle. And so I was like, oh, he's my half-uncle. And going through all this process, because I don't know if like the people who try to find their biological parents through DNA, it, it can be crazy. It can be very complicated. Right. So this guy is proven not to be Brandy's biological father. The original cousin Brandy was connected with decided he wanted to figure out who Brandy is related to in their family. At the same time, the TLC television show Long Lost Family was trying to figure things out too, but they couldn't understand Brandy's connections either. She, had, she went through two rounds of investigation with the show, trying to untangle the mysteries of her past plus another search angel, but no one could make the links work. Her new cousin, determined, sifted through so much information that led him to believe one of his cousins was Brandy's biological father. After a DNA test, that guy showed up as a cousin too. Another miss, but they were getting closer. And then he was like, finally, we're going to get this one guy, the person who took the DNA test for 23andMe, who could possibly be a father? We're going to get his brother to do it. Everything turns out he's my father. He was the good kid <laughs> versus the guy that we tested was supposed to be the bad kid. Who's like, if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be this guy. Turns out it's his brother. Turns out he didn't want to do like a 23andMe test, he wanted to do a paternity test. And I met him and everything. He was a paternity test like, from the Walmart. He did it. He was that. Wow. That's crazy. How did that feel when you made that connection? Like, oh, it's you. What was that like? Um, good. But I knew it was him. Because before he took the test, like, we talked on the phone. And he said that, oh, she said she named you Amanda. Because my biological mother told my biological father that I existed. But my biological father, in the way of Mari Povich, said no, it couldn't be. Interesting. It's very interesting in that I'm his twin. How do you mean? Very much um, my sense of humor did not fit into my adoptive family at all. I'm the jokester, crazy person, out there, crazy lady. That's me. But with him, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just us. It's both of us. We're crazy. You you guys are two peas in a pod. We're two of a kind. During her investigation into her past, Brandy discovered that her biological mother had lied. A lot. She claimed her own mother, Brandy's maternal grandmother, had passed away. That 
she was stressed out and pregnant and she needed to relinquish the baby. It sounded like she was creating a hardship case for herself. But Brandy learned her grandmother passed away in 1990. Brandy was born in 1981. Brandy's biological father told her that her biological mother had passed away in 2001. I was curious to know a little bit of what she learned about the woman from her family. I learned that I got a lot of my personality from her, but I also learned that she was an addict. Like, my mom, um, adoptive mom, kind of gave me this, we had this kind of idea, this is myth, between us that maybe she was like you know young and doing what she could and we couldn't blame her and then found my natural family and it was like yes that was the case but she had my brother pretty much right after me and then was an addict how did that land when you heard that she was an addict it made sense intellectually it made sense but still was something I had to get used to. Because you know when you're an adopted, you have these kind of ideas of your natural family was like, you know, okay, they had hardships. Which is true, she did have hardships. But finding out that she, she did have addiction problems made a lot of sense in my own life. How do you mean? Um, I, I do believe that I'm predisposed to addiction. I do believe that it's a struggle to not be addicted to substances. And I, I do believe that I don't really follow addiction as, like, you know, the natural understanding of addiction, but I believe that that could happen very easily. Speaking on her feelings of being pulled toward addiction, Brandy said she's never actually battled addiction, but it was like there was something lurking in the shadows that she had to watch out for, even though she couldn't identify it. When I asked how Brandy shared her journey with her adopted family, she said her dad had passed away and probably hadn't truly mulled over what Brandy's search could uncover. She said her mother was supportive the whole way, trying to empathize with how the search could unfold. Even now, like, it's, it's so weird because I would go visit my biological family and they're like okay hi how are you blah 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 how's your mother they're concerned about her and she is not very into meeting them i think she has her own like it's not even like battles or anything but she's like scared but not from any reason other than like just being in the center of things if that makes sense mm -hmm. she... they're very like hey girl how are you they really want to meet her, and she's a little standoffish. Mm -hmm. Not that she wants to be standoffish per se, but she's afraid, you know? Yeah, it's a lot coming at her. It's a lot coming at her. Do you keep her up to date on the relationship, or do you choose to keep oh, her yeah. at arm's length just to oh. protect her? So she gave my father and my grandmother their Christmas gifts. She went through all my baby pictures and, like, from, like, when I was young until I, I'm a teacher now in public school. So now I have, again, yearbook pictures. So she put, printed everything out and put it in a 
book for my natural father and natural grandmother, and she gave them gifts. So I'm assuming if she like did this, she's down for it. Wow. Brandy spoke a bit more about her advanced degree in historical musicology. When she left Pittsburgh, she ended up at Coastal Carolina University, where she took up Gullah Studies. The university has an Institute for African Diaspora Studies, and according to Brandy, Gullah is a culture that spans from the eastern corridor of North Carolina down into Jacksonville, Florida. She entered the program to understand the musical underpinning of the area. Brandy had no idea about how the roots she was studying were directly related to herself. So these are African-American peoples who are very closely related or not interface with the culture of the mainland. So my people are from Hilton Head, South Carolina. So my people are not really integrated from, with the mainland culture of South Carolina. As an adoptee, not knowing that I was actually a part of the culture until about two years later. That's fascinating. What did that change for you in terms of how you identify, how you see yourself, how you see the world, how you see South Carolina? Tell me more about be identifying and understanding your Gullah roots. It explained a lot, number one, when I got my DNA results. And I was only about 7% non African, when the normal person from America is at least about 10 to 15 percent non-African. And I didn't know, I didn't know because it was uncommon. Then finding out that I was not just American, but I was very African. And then I actually had a friend who was also from Sierra Leone. And we had so much in common. And I didn't know that we had so much in common. You know, just the understanding of nature versus nurture. Yeah. I mean, this is the the adoption journey. Yeah. And then I have my my siblings. Now, like, I have my brother, who's not just my brother, but he's my cousin. <laughs> my sister. And I'm just, like, trying to reach out to them because I'm the oldest. Which is weird for them, because one of them was the oldest at one point, now it's you. Yes, now it's me, but my brother knew about me before my mother died, and like apparently she told him, you have a sister. Really? On her deathbed? Wow. On her deathbed, she told me, you have a sister. And so when I reached out to him, he was like, oh, I knew about you. Oh, okay, You, you knew about me. What did you think of when you learned that that he knew about you? Because that's some interest. That's your biological mother on her deathbed has revealed a long-held secret to one of her children. Her children, yes. How did that land with you? It landed good, but not understanding. He he was holding the secret, and like he didn't. I do believe he told our sister about me but he was incarcerated or was going in and out of incarceration so it was like do you believe him it was awful to think about but it's true brandy's not very close to her maternal side her biological mother has nieces and nephews that brandy would like to find one day she knows who they are most of what brandy talks about 
is related to her paternal side of the family, which she admitted was odd for her because her documentation suggested he didn't want anything to do with her. Brandy admitted that when her birth father wanted to be involved with her, she was like, okay, cool. As we started to close, I asked Brandy how she was doing navigating it all. She said she's doing really well. Then she explained why she's sharing her story. I really want more people, especially like black Americans, to understand that if even if we are adopted, we do have this simultaneous culture. Yeah, I hear you. I think what you're saying is like as adoptees and as African-Americans, we have a shared identity as adoptees, but we have an entire global history to discover as African-Americans. Absolutely. I really do want to go back to the motherland. I really want to go back mm-hmm. and just understand African um, diaspora, just like an understanding of the kind of Western African diaspora, where we are, what we're doing is just very, very important. Agreed 100%. Wow. Well, I really appreciate you taking time, Brandy, tonight to tell your story. This has been really amazing to hear. And, you know, I just wish you all the best in your continued outreach to your cousins and everybody else that you're learning about. So I wish you luck. Oh, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Take care. Thanks for sharing. I'll talk to you later, Brandy. All righty. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Hey, it's me. It was fascinating to hear Brandy's story as a black woman in South Carolina whose birth mother wanted her to be adopted by an educated family, who was not expected to be in the halls of higher education she had earned her way into, and who ended up studying in the music of the Gullah heritage she is descendant from. She told me she didn't have a hole in her heart to fill, yet she found so much that has explained a lot of who she is, like her birth mother's addiction that she can feel ties to within herself, her inquisitive nature, and her own self-described weirdness. When it works out, one of the best parts of reunion with other people is you end up learning a lot about yourself. I'm Damon Davis, and I hope you'll find something in Brandy's journey that inspires you validates your feelings about wanting to search, or motivates you to have the strength along your journey to learn. Who am I, really? If you would like to share your adoption journey and your attempt to connect with your biological family, please visit whoamireallypodcast.com slash share. You can follow the show at facebook.com slash really or follow on Twitter at really. If the show is meaningful to you, you can support me with a contribution to keep it going on patreon.com slash really. Please subscribe to Who Am I Really on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. It would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a five-star rating there. Those ratings can help others to find the podcast too. And if you're interested, you can check out the story of my adoption journey. Who Am I Really? An Adoptee Memoir on Amazon.com, on Kindle, or as an audiobook on Audible. I hope you'll add my story to your reading list.